Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. February 24th, 2023. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And tonight, the two-man booth, myself, Glenn Rubenstein, and Mr. Alfred Kanawa, here to talk about SmackDown and Rampage, five weeks away from WrestleMania. Are you hyped? Can you feel it? Oh, in the I'm air? Hyped. I can't wait. WrestleMania Inglewood is going to be lit. It's very rainy here, so hopefully that clears up by April, but uh, looking forward to it. Going to be a good, going to be one for the ages, Glenn. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, there's a lot to dive into. But first, before we get into the shows, what's going on in the news? Oh, too much is going on in the news. <laughs> too much. First and foremost, with Roman Reigns, who will be on Raw and SmackDown coming up. Uh, Turnal reports are saying that Reigns is still seen internally as the top star of the company. There's no plans for that to change anytime soon. However, obviously, it is looking more and more like he's going to drop that title, as he should, to that god Cody Rhodes. This will be the first time in his entire reign, Glenn, that Cody Rhodes or that Roman Reigns is going to be an underdog. I believe last time mm. I checked, he was plus 250. That has never happened in the two years of his reign. So anything can happen. But regardless of whether or not Roman Reigns drops that title, he is still seen as a top star moving forward. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, figured it out tonight, Alfred, of why Sami Zayn is a bigger star than Cody Rhodes. Oh, here we go. Because Sami's wor- so Sammy is such a draw. They've got him on Raw and SmackDown. Where's Cody on SmackDown? Oh, no, they got to protect Cody. This is your main event. Where's Roman Reigns on SmackDown? The big stars don't have week. to do heavy lifting every single Roman week. Roman does both shows. If Cody Rhodes ever went to SmackDown, it would be your worst nightmare because those numbers he's doing on Raw are almost equal to SmackDown. He goes on SmackDown and messes around us 2.5, 3 million viewers. They might get Sami Zayn the hell up out of there. Do you think it's because a lot of people also have regrettable tattoos, so they find him very relatable? Sure. I would have no problem with that. I'm not going to judge people with tattoos. I don't have regrettable tattoos. tattoos. Regrettable. Of course. Yeah. Regrettable. Like no regrets that's misspelled. (laughs) I'm sure. But I think it's the suit, you know, maybe the, maybe a lot of people bleach their hair blonde. I don't know what it is, but that is true. I think everyone's got, everyone's got a bad bleach dye job. I feel like, you know, probably every other person in the world is at one point. Uh, I've done it. I stay away from bleach. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I I just learned you can't get a Liberian passport unless your hair is black. I just learned that. I didn't know (laughs) everything about Liberia. 
but uh, you cannot. Uh, by the way, my next pro wrestling bit, which we'll drop tomorrow morning, is entitled Sammy Lost, Shut Up and Get Over It. Not directed at you, Glenn. Glenn, it's part of our thing to do this, but everybody else who, all the small vocal minority who's saying that Sammy needs to be in the main event. We've seen that Sammy and Kevin in this storyline, I think, and we're going to get into this on SmackDown, has been fantastic, and I have no problem with this main event. But do you make a Bernie Sanders reference? Yeah, you have Bernie Sanders corner Sami Zayn. He he walks to the ring. Oh, are you talking about my video? No, no, I do not have it. <laughs> yeah. It's never too late. I could I could have one. I'm saying this like I don't even like that comparison, but it's so good that I feel like like I, I almost didn't want to say because I'm like this this will catch on. This is too good of a comparison. No, you should have said it. It is a, that's the comparison. There's a lot of comparisons to be made in terms of the bloodline, but you know the Sami Zayn Bernie Sanders almost makes too much sense. He is a Bernie supporter. He is a disruptor, and he did lose like Bernie Sanders. So it does make all the sense in the world for him to be the lovable loser. Cody Rhodes in Canada getting cheered, I think, was the death knell for all the Sami really? Zayn people. Because it did not create any type of groundswell. If Canada's ready for it, that means America's ready for it. And as the leading wrestling journalist from West Africa, I can say on behalf of the West African delegation, Africa is ready for Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. You got a big pop tonight, but Antoine disputing it. And uh, Antoine Fair with a $5 super chat saying, let it go. Because I don't know if you noticed, Sammy was not getting a mega pop this week. He, he got the biggest pop tonight when he showed up. I'm with Antoine. It was a pretty nice pop, but I think part of that was he was coming through the crowd and he was still doing the hoodie Sami Zayn thing, which hasn't really been explained. Why does he have to come yeah. to the crowd in a hoodie? Did he get fired from anything other than the bloodline? He's still an employee of W or an independent contractor of WWE. I don't see why hoodie Sami Zayn has to see, be a thing. This is where I think it's a conspiracy. I think if he cuts his hair, but they won't let him because they want him to look like Captain Caveman, <laughs> like because they know that that will keep him, that will hold him back from the main event picture of WrestleMania. If he gets a haircut and shows up looking sharp, puts that uh, that newsboy cap back on and some checkered tights, oh my God. I, I disagree. I think that would really, really hurt him. I think part of the appeal that he's getting this groundswell is because he looks so different from all these people. That's mm. why we're hearing all the Mick Foley comparisons. That was what he's made Mick Foley's win so special. He looks different. I think he would look a lot, because I look at a lot of old pictures of Sammy and Kevin together and stuff like that compared to what Sammy looks like now. And he does look a lot more generic then with the shorter hair. I think mm. he looks very unique and it would hurt his momentum if he cut his hair. Interesting. Antoine, I think he meant good pop, but not the pop of last week. He's saying food pop. And I'm like, I pop for food. We know we had a bunch of Girl Scout cookies show up today and there's like five vegan varieties. Ooh. And let me tell you, that's a food pop when those showed up today. And it was just like, oh, hey, I got some some vegan Thin Mints. It's on. I've noticed, and this is very smart, some Girl Scout troops have been setting up shop next to dispensaries where, you know, you have the munchies. And you, I mean, I'll buy six boxes of Girl Scout cookies after some ice cream. Oh, someone just went on the Las Vegas Vegans group and they were like, hey, uh, my daughter is selling this and there's five vegan varieties order on this link. And they sold out of their entire stock in like an hour. Good yeah, it's crazy. Um, Mia Lee, $4.99 with some true fantasy booking. Saying, imagine how fun Velveteen Dream versus Cody Rhodes at a WrestleMania could have been. Gunther, a beast, LA Knight, Chidose Mania. LA Knight is maybe winning the Andre. If he doesn't win the Andre, no. I don't know what is going on with LA Knight, given that I like promo that. tonight. I could definitely see him winning the Andre. I never even thought about that. I haven't really even thought of the Andre Memorial Battle Royal, but LA Knight would be a good favorite. I mean, tonight didn't do him any favors. Uh, Antoine's super drunk. Super Hell yeah. Keep those dollar bills flowing, Antoine. What you drinking on, Antoine? Tell us what you're drinking on. Crown Royal, yeah. little henny, little hen dog. Oh man, I haven't had a, I haven't had alcohol in like a year and a half. 
Really? That's good. I'm, I'm doing the whole 30. So it's been a little bit. I actually, I broke it because I was home this weekend. So I had a couple of beers, but I've been good. Yeah. Tough. Tough sometimes. Um, By the way, are you know. a Thin Mint guy? Is Thin Mint your favorite Girl Scout no, cookie? Okay. Cause... Okay. So here's the deal. They got one that's like, a, it's called like toasted this year. And it's like just a little shortbread cookie with like frosting on it, a little kick of cinnamon. But there's a lemon one that had like lemon. And it's got a little frost icing layer on it. Like the lemon one, the Thin Mints are, are kind of standard go-to. The peanut butter chocolate is good, but it's like I've tasted this exact same combo a million times in my life. But the lemon, the frosted lemon one, that's the best, I think, of the Girl Scout cookies that are vegan. You're not a Samoa's guy? Not vegan, so I've actually never had Oh, them. I see. Okay, well, they're very good. I've heard that. Uh, not heard my they're favorite. Quite good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, something else that's very good is the, the King of the Ring, which will return rebranded as the King and Queen of the Ring. Mm. Doesn't really roll off the tongue the same way, but they will be taking place in Saudi Arabia on May 27th. And of course, the significance of that, it is the same day as Double or Nothing. So WWE, not necessarily going head to head with AEW because it will be in a different time slot, but, you know, counter programming. And we're going to get King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia, which I believe they did either last year or the year yeah. that uh, Xavier Woods won. That was in Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, and Zelina. Um... Yeah, and Zelina Vega as well, yeah. Do we know anything about, I, I don't feel like they ever talk about the viewership of those shows. I know they're the most profitable shows WWE does, but I don't think they're, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, they're maybe like the sixth most watched show of the year at best because they're always on in a weird time. Uh, a lot of people just don't care. Yeah, WWE with their viewership, especially with Peacock, and it's been a lot bigger because Peacock has actually grown in subscribers uh, in recent years. But what WWE does is they'll compare it to the same event last year. So like with yeah. Elimination Chamber, they said it's up 54% from last year, which is a huge number. But they Damn don't necessarily – number. Yeah, sure, that, that storyline was hot. I'm not going to deny that. It's not as hot as Cody Rhodes, but Apollo Creed has to die sometime, and Apollo Creed is a legend too. Uh, they don't lay out like what did this do versus that. They don't do that. They just show it from the last year. <laughs> Could you imagine the four elimination chamber? <laughs> Not John James Brown, but if they had like Canada's James Brown, which is Brian Adams. And think about that. It makes a shit ton of sense. Then Brian Adams come out and like play Sami Zayn to the ring. <laughs> what would he say? What do you play? Uh, actually, I can't no, make you love me. <laughs> no, no, actually they'd have to, uh, Tom uh, Cochran. He come out and play life is a highway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. He's, he's another big Canadian star. Yeah. He's, that that's what Canada should have done for Sami Zayn. That would have been the most fitting entrance. That gets the crowd hype. Oh, it would have been huge. Uh, Antoine Fair, Termana Anejo tried it for the first time really good. Shout out to The Rock. Yeah, uh, I've heard it is quite good. Uh, David Montalvo, $4, saying Cody is lucky that Evil Uno is in WWE. He drew $1 <laughs> million. Uh, oh, we'll get into that. Kelvin Alexander, $5, that Sammy must win instead of Cody. Is that good old Uncle Dave and his Tony Twitter propaganda yeah poor dave i mean they're just losing so much of their influence and i think that's part of it it's a midlife crisis where a lot of these newsletter people used to be able to create these narratives and whip the fans up into a frenzy but those angry fans are now with aew and wwe's fan base is much happier i mean there's no booze in canada like that says something in, in terms of how wwe is in lockstep with its fans and how they're so much less likely to turn on the product and I'm not saying this is part of the conspiracy, but um, that last segment tonight was paced horribly for going off the air. That was the weirdest end set. Like, that should have been super dramatic and heavy yeah. with SmackDown tonight. That did not play well. 
I, I, I thought the segment so. was good. I do agree it was rushed toward the end, but I thought the segment was fine. Like I'm it really was fine. no the, the storyline mood, the like the chess pieces were fine, but the pacing of it and the way the cameras kept cutting and you could see the people in the audience looking confused. Like what's it like just standing there looking sort of dumbstruck? Like th- that wasn't this was not like the they could have paced it to make it more of a bombshell to go off the air with or something that was uh you know a little, a little snappier. Uh John Silver's uncle, two pounds. Thank you so much. Thank Dominic Mysterio, king of the clinic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's have prison wars. I'd watch. Look, I'm just saying right now, that was the best segment on SmackDown tonight. Dominic Mysterio, like, I don't know Dominic. if people are paying attention. He's quietly becoming the best heel in that company. And I'm including Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has been yeah. great and we've been in his era, but they are starting to trust him now to where it's like we need because they're kind of doing this 4D chess with Charlotte and Rhea, right? Like Charlotte's supposed to be the babyface, but Rhea is going to be treated like the babyface by these fans. So they're trotting out Dominic to play that heel role, and I thought he did a great job. What he did tonight, the fact that he can go out there and just do this with a straight face and that weird earnestness, like that, I, I don't know if it's acting or it's just lucky that his lack of confidence makes him sound like he's just like fronting like crazy with the things he says, but he does it with such a weird sincerity. It's like I was watching that tonight and that's i mean maybe that's the challenge maybe if that segment hadn't aired tonight the go home would have been a little stronger but it's like i th- I think this is the first smackdown in recent memory where a bo- the bloodline related segment wasn't the best thing on the show i thought dominic and charlotte was amazing tonight uh just good. watching them going back and forth john jordan ten dollar super chat saying howdy friends Odds on a Dustin cameo in this Cody storyline been mentioned already, but given Tony Twitter fingers attitude of late, I say one in a thousand at best. Cheers to the weekend. Hashtag schneckbeards. Let's go, John Jordan. Let's get that hashtag going. Schneckbeards. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't see it. Obviously, it's a long shot, but I will say if WWE wants Dustin on that show, he'd probably get on there. But uh, there was that situation with Daddy Ass where Tony Khan was willing to give them Daddy Ass as long as they mentioned AEW and WWE was not here for it. I could see, you know what I could because WWE owns Gold Dust. I could see them doing something where Cody like is given a golden rose backstage, you know what I mean, or something. Oh. Just su- signifying the idea that he's there in spirit. That would be pretty funny if it's like the contract says Dustin Rhodes can appear on WWE TV. Yeah. Ain't they not Gold Dust? <laughs> Yeah, but they could do it with a prop. They don't even need to have, you know what I mean? They don't even need oh, to have Dustin. Yeah, you know they what? Just have... They could use a prop person. They could use somebody who looks like Dustin. They're not going to do that. <laughs> you know, you're not going to notice it. Yeah, they're not going to do that. But I could, I definitely could see something to to tip the hat. Uh, Antoine Fair, five dollars. Wow, Antoine. Uh, so fantasy booking. Cody wins the title, gives up the universal title. Winger, winner of the King of the Ring is crown champion. Wow. How do you feel about that? We got to split up these titles again. I agree. I agree the title should be split up. I don't know how they're going to do it. I would like to see Cody Rhodes rebrand one title, the Winged Eagle, and then give the other title because it does fit with Cody Rhodes' storyline if he does split the titles because he's been talking about the WWF championship that his dad never won. Universal title wasn't around then, so it's not like he could discard it and say this title's trash or what, but he could say this is the title that I want. I I respect. It would be a babyface move too to say I respect this title too much that I'm going to give more opportunities in the locker room by having this up for grabs or whatnot. Yeah, but when uh, whoever wins the World Series this fall isn't getting a replica wing wing eagle title belt from wwe that's a good point never thought about that what belts do they give people if they change the belt somebody tweeted that who tweeted that after the uh, super bowl and they were just like 
I, I think it was the exact argument of just saying like this is why the WWE isn't isn't going back with this because every time every time they give one of those out, it's a massive branding opportunity sure. for WWE. But they still can. It's like yeah. when Austin had the smoke and skull title, and then whoever won it after him would go back to the regular title. You could just yeah. the winged eagle can be Cody's thing, and they could still send out the standard WWE title to the teams that win, you know, to the Packers when they win the Super Bowl next. I think the, the winged Bucks eagle, when they win the NBA championship. Like the winged eagle is is along the lines of like let's bring FTR back. It's just this this is not. I don't know. I, I, I think logic. I think it's more WWE trying to win back lapsed fans that have gone to AEW rather than I don't know. It's it's still just a, it's still just not gelling with me what their exact play is with some of these uh, caveats. But Cleveland Rocks four ninety nine saying Master P Ray Mysterio WrestleMania entrance book it Hunter who do you um they oh man, Dominic's got it's got to be Dominic and Ray one on. Oh, 100% right. it will be. And it's going to, here's the thing. And this is another hot storyline. They're building toward this moment where Ray finally puts hands on Dominic. That's going to be such a massive pop. It has to be the right show. And I don't know if they're going to go to Barclays between now and WrestleMania, but whatever the hottest crowd they have, that's where they need to be peaking this to where this is a night that Ray's going to slap the shit out of Dominic. You know what they need to do? They need to fucking get Cypress Hill to play oh. Dominic out there and just have everyone coming out looking like they're straight out of blood and blood out. I love it. <laughs> you know, and he's just bringing the entire cell block with him as backup. I'd love it. He should he should have a big entrance and a prison-themed entrance, too. They oh, should absolutely. get actual prisoners as part of his entrance. Like, let's just make this thing real. <laughs> Could you imagine? You're in Inglewood, man. Uh, listen, we're in Inglewood. They're not too far from the county jail either. <laughs> that, that's more like a Vince move. Uh, we found out it was cheaper than hiring extras. Prison <laughs> labor apparently is very inexpensive. So Linda, Linda brokered a deal and we got, you know, an actual chain gang to come. Yeah. yeah I love it. Um, Randy Hawkins, $20 super chat. Wow. Woo. Crushing it tonight. I'll say this, the carrying cross versus Ray Mysterio match tonight. We'll have Conan and Disco Inferno talking on their podcast. FYI, Disco trained cross to wrestle. We don't know yes. how close Conan and Ray are. Yeah. Shout out to keeping it 100. Uh, Conan reached out to me and uh, he's, a, he's a good guy. Check out his podcast. We have good conversation. Uh, this is a very funny podcast, these guys. Wait. Conan reached out to me once. That's my guy. Me okay. He reached out to me and he was like, hey, I have a podcast. And I was like, oh, do you want me to advertise on it? And he was like, no, I'm just telling you I have a podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he, this guy's the best self promoter in wrestling. Like, I don't think people understand how hard this guy hustles behind the scenes. Yeah, DMing people one-on-one -on -one saying, check out my podcast. That's amazing. It's personable. And Ryback doesn't do that. You I know, know, exactly. You got to get on Conan's level, man. This guy this guy keeps it 100. Yeah, he, he hustles, man. I respect that. Uh, what <laughs> else is going on in the news? I know we got oh, man, a lot, of, a lot of news, man. Uh, well, let's get to this Kenny Omega story. I had to kind of yeah. already assume this because this is how it works in WWE, but Kenny Omega's contract was frozen for the time he was mm. hurt. So a lot of people expecting him to be a free agent this year, early this year, as he was supposed to. That's not happening. He is not expected to become a free agent until November toward the end of the year to make up for the time he lost due um, to his injuries, many injuries that he was recovering for uh, last year. So Kenny Omega, the speculation will be rampant of him going to WWE. I know that has been the buzz lately, but we're going to have to wait for that, Glenn. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good that they're holding on to him as long as possible. I mean, so Kenny going to WWE, that one seems more out of place. I mean, Cody makes sense because he was with WWE and came back, but I think Kenny or the Bucks, I just don't see it. 
I would have agreed with you had AJ Styles not happened. And it was like AJ Styles was a Kenny Omega mold, came from New Japan, never worked for WWE, more like a modern day sting. But the way that WWE has embraced AJ Styles, I think, especially in this new era, and that was the Vince era that embraced AJ Styles. This era, I think, would absolutely embrace Kenny Omega. As long as he stays healthy. I don't know how if he could keep up that schedule. But Kenny isn't used to people writing for him. That's the change. AJ at TNA yeah. had more creative uh you know minds working on his content i don't know it's an interesting idea uh john silver's uncle two pounds saying andrade had more exposure in wwe <laughs> this year than AEW. yeah free idolo he got they popped for him too when, when she mentioned him and said that veiled comment about uh idolo they they did pop for him so he uh andrade is tweeting about that tonight. he's tweeting a meme about that segment tonight hell yeah yeah free Idolo, uh, come on let's just let's just free all these free agents miro too let him out of the car what, what's up with miro we haven't heard a peep from him. I think he's just been cooled off. That's so weird, right? I mean, this is a guy that was so over in WWE. There we go. We got here. <laughs> Andrade with the Batman. Man. Respect your papa. So there you have got it. WWE intellectual property on his timeline. Free Idolo. Yeah, it is weird. Um, Randy Hawkins, $5 super chat. Alfred might agree. While Vince booked WWE to pop himself, Tony Khan books AEW to pop Dave Meltzer. I agree. That is part of it. I mean, I don't think he listens to everything he says, but I do think that zeitgeist of Meltzer and the fan, you see those Mel those uh, Observer Awards and whatnot, skew AEW. Uh, Dave's not the one who votes on that, but they have a big influence on that audience, and the Lemmings have voted for AEW uh, because I do think there's a relationship there, and I'm not going to criticize the fact that Dave is biased toward AEW. Everybody's got their bias, but, you know, he does get empowered by the AEW fan base. Why isn't somebody posting mashup clips of Dave Meltzer in, like, his unhinged rants and calling it the Meltdown? <laughs> they should do that that should be a podcast there should be hours of that him crying about Sami Zayn would be a week's worth of podcasts i mean i think uh, i i do not think any personality that covers any personality that's this us included no no nobody that covers wrestling should be taken that seriously because at the end of the mm -hmm. day even if we feel more connected or people tell us things like we're still just viewers man it's like no one would no. There's not a single journalist who would be like, "Oh man, I can't believe the rant they had after The Walking Dead this week." You know, it's just like, who gives a shit? Yeah, like, exactly. They don't write the show. Their fans just like everybody else. Uh, Calvin, five dollars, and Kenny's not a good fit for WWE. The Bucks even more so. I just, I just don't see it. I'm fascinated because I could see both arguments. I would think that he is. I think that he might be a fit for WWE, uh, but it remains to be seen. Brian saying, "I've listened to this podcast for eight years." <laughs> And the quote, actual prisoners as his entrance is the biggest pop I've ever had. Thanks, Alfred. San Quentin County Jail, bring him in. Actual prisoners in Dom's entrance. He's going to show you he's about that life. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, okay, what else? Last what else? story in front of the show, Dave Meltzer is also reporting that there has been no official decision as to what's main eventing night one of WrestleMania. Of course, night two yeah. main event will be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, let's go, Cody. But night one is up in the air, and they are leaning toward a women's match. Yeah, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair is in the lead, but Bianca and Asuka could be a main event, but they will do a women's match. I have thoughts, actually, Glenn, but I want to hear yours. I mean, I think it'll be a co-main event with Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. And in a way, in a way that puts Rhea and Charlotte in a tough position, to follow that but they're gonna have to do something real I, th I think they will do something special for that match i think it will be 
I think it'll be very good, but it's just it's tough to go last mm-hmm. if you have a hotter storyline. So they need to really heat up this run. Tonight, you know what? And tonight they did that. They took steps towards heating that up tonight. Absolutely. Because when this story came out, it actually very much frustrated me to hear this. They are heating up Charlotte and Dominic and Rhea, and that's what they're going to need to do. But I'm not with this equality of outcome thing where it's like, no, we got to get the women on night one and the men on night two. We're past that. The women are Mm. getting these opportunities. The year that Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks headlined WrestleMania, that should have been a WrestleMania main event. And I was looking forward to that match more than the men's main event they had the next night. But this year, your top two storylines come from the bloodline. I mean, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Usos, Somebody's going to have to follow that. Like, you're going to end WrestleMania with somebody following that emotional storyline. I think both nights need to have the Bloodline main event, unless they have some plans to do it on the same night and yeah, find them. I would much rather see the Bloodline headline night one and night two. Uh, they got to, but they have to heat this up because right now, Jay needs to come back into the fold if that's going to be how it goes. They could do it with Jimmy and Solo against Kevin, but we still don't have Kevin really on board with this yet. Like, there's a lot of pieces. And and this is this is part of what I talk about with my reluctance of why this is the outcome uh, I'm nervous about is because this storyline has been so incredibly well done that now they're making the, they're veering uh, in this direction and they're doing it in a way that it could it could all unravel very quickly if they do not meticulously hit every mark along the way. Yes, that's absolutely true. But that's actually kind of a good challenge where they're now feeling pressured to make these storylines as hot as possible. And that's the era that we should be in. Um, I don't see it getting hotter than the bloodline, though. Uh, Randy Hawkins, $5 super testing. Another thing I find it interesting that Eric Bischoff, Jim Cornette, and Vince Russo all agree Tony Khan acts like a petulant child. Now, granted, But grant, granted, these are all men that w- would have gladly done business with Tony if he had expressed interest at any point so don't think that their egos don't have anything to do with this right and they are uh leaning against the tony khan side wrestling has really turned into politics or anything in the world today whether it's tribal marvel versus dc where you got the people who you know don't like aew as much or are more open to criticizing aew and then the people who do the same with wwe and everybody comes from a place to where it's a lot of information and you can get good points on both sides David Montalvo with a $10 super chat saying, Alfred, as a minority of myself, would like to hear your input about how AEW has neglected promoting Black History Month. Last year, it looked like he tried to promote it due to allegations this year, not a, and I believe, David, I don't mean to speak for you, but uh, the allegations of Tony not treating talent of color. Yes, uh, uh, that I did begin yeah. uh, with pro wrestling bits. And the big swole controversy was also yes. a thing. Uh, let me tell you, we just talked about how Tony Khan books his product to book and pop Dave Meltzer. And uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter had almost 200,000 words written this Black History Month without once mentioning Black History. So there you go. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, I got nothing. Um, I think they have shown, like, with social media, they have acknowledged it. And I have no problem with them going out there and saying Happy Black History Month and stuff like that. I'm not, like, clamoring for them to say, oh, you have to represent us or anything like that. But it, it's been very minimal effort. And that's the way it is. I mean, okay, I don't agree with this 100% because of some talent are pushed in prominent positions. But King Kia, this is... Fuck, that's a problem. <laughs> Why would AEW promote Black History when they refuse to promote the Black Prison? <laughs> I mean, 
black people have come along. I will say black people have come a long way in AEW uh, in terms of Jade Cargill. They're doing a good yeah. job with her. I mean, they're not doing a good they, job with Jade Cargill. She's a star and yeah. she's a star on her own accord and she does get featured on TV, uh, but they're not doing a good job booking her. But that's more of a booking issue. The acclaim yeah. is the biggest act they have. This wasn't necessarily an equality. We have to be fair thing. When I was talking about all the black people who need to be featured as a black person, I am biased and I do have a pro black agenda and I would like to see more black people featured because I think it's important. At the same time, black people are cooler. Cool comes from black people. The culture will lead you. That's why the acclaim got so hot. When you have a cool black person on your TV, you're going to get younger people. It's going to be business reasons behind that as well. Not just we need to uh, attract black people to make it fair. Like if you want to be a mainstream company, you're not doing it without black people. I agree with much of that. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting just to see the talent that he pushes, but I don't, th I, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason to it. That's the crazier part is I don't think Tony Khan has like one way of thinking aside from Tony does what Tony likes, sure. which also tends to be what Dave Meltzer likes. Um, yeah. And there's bias and there's no implication. That anybody that's what everybody say. always takes it to like an extreme. I'm not implying anybody's racist or anything like that. And I, nor am I saying that Dave Meltzer needs a couple, nobody wants a 60 year old Dave Meltzer talking about black. I'm just saying that they do have the bias where it's like, there's certain styles of wrestling that they want to see that sometimes other styles get ignored. Hmm. Um, so is that it for the news? That is it. We are done. With, wow. What a new segment, a very loaded news segment. It's true. Uh, level up tonight. Supposedly Lola Vice put on a very good, who, who? Lola Vice, a newer talent oh, on NXT. Uh, yes, that's all over my timeline. Level up. I'll check for that. I'll check for that. Um, man, I was explaining today. I was doing the podcast with Jeff Gersman for his Patreon about video game history, and he doesn't watch NXT. And I was explaining that I was like NXT in terms of in terms of time spent versus like enjoyment. It's still the most consistent of all professional wrestling that I watch each week. Yeah, it's a nice quick, it's funny because sometimes I forget it's a two hour show. It kind of, looking back, it's like, oh, that was two hours. Like it does go by pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, Kelvin R. Alexander, $5 saying, Jade has acknowledged that AEW is fumbling the bag with her on Twitter. She deleted the tweet. They really are. I don't know if this is storyline driven because we did see her on Rampage. They are fumbling the bag with Jade. That 50 wins could have been a huge moment, but they didn't. Yeah. I mean, people are saying, oh, they built up this 50 wins. No, they didn't. It, it just happened to be her 50th win. She didn't go up against somebody who could have threatened her. They didn't create this big Jade versus Brit or Jade versus XYZ. They just had her beat Red Velvet, who she's faced four times. Yeah, I worry if it's, if 100 is going to be Brit because we got to get there. Like you give Jade like a twenty. One hundred is going to be Burt Vixen. Give give Jade uh, a twenty woman uh, gauntlet match. Yeah, and just have <laughs> yeah, her just, just rack it up. yeah, just rack up <laughs> a bunch. Tina Miller saying Tony Collins is stupid crap that doesn't make sense tonight. Like with the fucking turning off the lights thing. Like this has now become a parody of itself to the point that now we get the warning turning off the lights to let us yeah. know like <laughs> oh just kidding oh no for real it's just. It is very cheap. It's something the indies do because they can't really afford a big production. So that seems very indie to just turn the lights off and turn them on. Oh no! It's like uh, it's like when you were kids and you're doing the class project with the camcorder, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna set this on a tripod, and you're gonna stand over here. Then we're gonna stop the recording. Then you're gonna move. Then we're gonna turn it back on. And it's gonna look like you teleported. <laughs> and they actually did that with Matt Hardy's first entrance on AEW. They did do that. Yeah. Was that WWE or TNA? 
No, that was on AEW when he first remember oh, he was AEW, in the bleacher. Okay. He was that's in the right, stands. Right. During the that? pandemic, oh, I remember. Yeah. That. Um, but and and let me just say this: I thought Rampage was actually pretty good tonight. Love that main event. Thought the main event was awesome. Uh, but yeah, but just he's leaning at some on some weird tricks. And stop, stop with the tweeting where you're hyping it because if you hype everything with justified, this is awesome. Chance if everything is awesome, nothing is awesome. Yeah, but those are bots. Like he. It, I feel like it's like an automatic it's thing. AI. It's AI. Yeah, exactly. Tweet the recap of what happened at the end of the movie. Which, oh my God, I, when I turned on Furious 7, I was like, God damn it, I'm going to cry because it's at the end scene. Paul yeah. Walker, when CGI Paul Walker says goodbye. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but, man, yeah, I do feel it's 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 a little like ch- change up your game, Tony. Um John Silver's uncle, five pounds, saying is an Ohio native. Go Bobcats living in England. I have to ask you guys, Jake Paul or Tommy Fury? Personally, I hope Fury sparks that cocky pissant out. Yeah, I think Tommy Fury. I've seen a lot of hate about Tommy Fury, and people unfairly compare him to Tyson and say, oh, he can't fight compared to his but But compared to Tyson Fury, everybody's a bum. So I think Tommy Fury is going to surprise a lot of people. Yes uh randy hawkins ten dollars saying i do know if vince sells wwe to saudi arabia tony khan is going to use that to bury wwe even more and say he has a more human rights friendly promotion <laughs> that's <laughs> that's an interesting way to put it like yeah, but also that's but dude that's like setting yourself up like don't don't make that statement tony khan because something will happen that will there will be like a concession union that will be coming out with stories you know, like, uh, uh, yeah, like th- that's th- that you were just literally digging a hole for yourself. He really already kind of has. That's his big insult with WWE. He's done it through his talent where Britt Baker cuts promos about blood money. He's gone out and said when he got in a feud with Randy Orton, he was talking about the Saudi Arabia thing. Uh, although I do think Randy started that. But that is something that AEW, particularly Tony Khan, talks about. But you can't tell me that if Saudi Arabia came to AEW with that Saudi money, Tony Khan would jump over everybody, including Britt Baker, to go get that money. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, so let's jump into SmackDown tonight and keep those super chats coming. Uh, you guys are on yeah, fire tonight. On we fire appreciate tonight. it. And uh, hey, I know we say this every week, but be sure to like, share, subscribe to the channel. Leave us a rating or review on uh, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. We appreciate it. But we open tonight with Imperium versus... Oh, well, actually, we open waiting for... Uh, the Usos to arrive. We got Jimmy first. He's asking if he spoke to Jay. Jimmy says he hasn't spoke to his brother, but he called and texted him and wants to meet him in the ring so they could work out their issues. So good tease for the uh, storyline of the main event. But then we had Imperium versus Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and Madcap Moss. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> they're, try- they're trying with Madcap, man. And again, I put him over a lot. I like Madcap Moss. I think he can be a star. I think they're just too sporadic in how they book him and they're not consistent with him. So he just right now seems to be spiraling a bit. Yeah. And um, this was crazy how they had Imperium win, which makes sense. Gunther looked great. But then the Viking Raiders come out of nowhere. Uh, they hit McIntyre, uh, who was out there. And then Sheamus runs out. And like this, this, this is the problem with this tag division. If, if you're WrestleMania tag, main event match is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the bloodline for both sets of belts. The rest of the tag division is just like a bunch of dudes slapping meat against one another. 
I agree. And the thing that might get misconstrued about this tag team division, the Usos have been great and they have made the tag team titles a main event entity. They have not made the tag team division a main event no. entity. You know, they no. have not done a good job elevating tag teams because of these belts. They're more or less using these tag teams as props for the Usos yeah. to beat on their way to a bigger goal. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because there's a lot of talent here that is just tossed into this segment. Um we had backstage Rey Mysterio talking about putting an end to Karrion Cross. Dominic and Rio walked in. And man, Dominic, like, what a talking shit about what Cross is going to do <laughs> to Ray. Uh, Santos says Kavar cuts him off, says he learned some respect. Um, yeah, this was, uh, man, this whole thing, like, this, this storyline's been going on a long time. I mean, the builds when they were, when they were partners. Um, but I don't know. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I love that Santos Escobar is going babyface. And I like that the story is that Ray gave him his mask. And that's a big deal. And they're now using that to turn Santos Escobar babyface. I don't know what's going to happen to Legado del Fantasma and Zelina Vega, who are heels. Uh, but I, I like that. And I love Dominic Mysterio hiding behind Rhea Ripley when um, Santos goes to confront him. I thought that was well done. This guy was in his bag. He was the MVP of the show. On a show where I know Sammy and the Usos are going to probably pop the biggest rating, Dominic Mysterio was the MVP of tonight's episode. He was so good. He was so good. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think the way they built this was phenomenal. And uh, I just couldn't wait tonight to see what happened. Oh, I apologize. I was totally wrong before. I saw so Okay, so somebody retweeted this incorrectly. It was Andrade that posted that, but no, that was Santos. And I don't look closely uh, at it. That makes more sense. I apologize. Someone retweeted it and had it confused. Santos and I read that. Oh, wow. That's why. Now it makes sense. This is what I get when someone on Twitter confuses something. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I didn't proofread it. Yeah, you guys need to get your luchadors in the right order. Yes. That would be a fire match. Santos Escobar and Andrade. Now I'm thinking about it. I think that'd be amazing. It would be. Um, this and this also explains where it's like this is how little I've heard from her scene from Andrade. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. He might have Apologies. shaved his head for all we know. That would be interesting. Um, but but no, but he was getting put over tonight big time on the product. That's why I was thinking about it because of that. And I think that's why everyone's thinking about Andrade tonight because of this promo. Um, Kelvin Alexander, five dollars saying Tony doesn't book a shows to make money, he books it for the fun of it. That's his biggest flaw as a promoter booker. Um, it is sort of weird. To uh oh, it was like what was that thing about Mr. Show had that sketch where they were talking about what was it, the Grateful Dead? And it was like, it's cool, man. The the dead are like our friends. And it's like, yeah, I know my friends like to charge me 50 bucks to watch them dick around on guitar for an hour. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, they brought back Mr. Show on Netflix for a while, too. Yeah, uh, they did. They did one of the beat. greatest sketch shows of all time. I, I don't Absolutely. think you get to respect it. It's in the kids of the hall territory, it doesn't get the respect it deserves. Yeah, uh, but no, I think, yeah, Tony's doing it for Tony. Yeah, I don't all the way agree that he doesn't do it to make money. I do think he's in it to win it. I do think he desperately, desperately, sometimes for the wrong reason, wants to compete with WWE. There is an inferiority complex there. I just think that a lot, he's even got the talent. He's got everything right there. The booking is the weak spot in terms of telling deep, emotional, long-term stories. They do tell long-term stories. 
people just don't get into them the way they're getting into WWE right now. And I don't think Tony Khan knows how to relate to the average person. That's why he's surrounding himself with some of these incels. And that's why he's not able to kind of relate to the everyday person who would want to see wrestling. Yeah. Randy Hawkins. Oh, no, wait. That wasn't the one. Sorry, Randy. Uh, that Randy Hawkins won. $5 saying, Cody better show up to face Roman on SmackDown next week because I think Heyman plans to annoy Cody on Raw every week till Mania. <laughs> I'd love to see Cody on SmackDown. I'd love to see what that number does. We'll get a Cody versus Sandy, Sammy show down there, and I think uh, Cody's going to win. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so, yes, we... Uh, saw Jimmy Paul and solo in the bloodlines locker room. And uh, then we heard from LA Knight, who kept putting over WrestleMania in LA and LA Knight, and then came out and got beat by Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I was shocked. I, love I was Kofi, too. But this is a spot for LA Knight to win. Yeah. Cause it was like Cody, a loss won't hurt Cody. I mean, that was my thought where I was like, Oh, Kofi. always a bummer to see our Kofi. Sorry. Uh, but tonight I just can't keep anything straight. Uh, but um, yeah, I was like, oh, a loss won't hurt Kofi at all. And uh, no, yeah. he's had to lose an NXT. What does he need to win this match for? I'm liking what they're doing with LA Knight. I think LA Knight, you know, I've been a critic of his for a while, but I'm not afraid to admit when I've changed my mind, which does happen as you get new information. And I think he's been really good since they let him go back to being LA Knight on the main roster. I just have always thought that this was a main roster gimmick. Yeah. Um. I don't. Well, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I did not fuck it. Like that's that's a she shitty is. catchphrase. It's a shitty catchphrase. It's getting over though, man. The people are saying it. it. We need to yeah, get what chanted. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only maryland only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please play responsibly for help visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm national harbor promotional offer not available in washington dc Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Do you think, okay, I get why Suck It was so big in the 90s. You know, you had, uh, uh, you know, what was going on in the White House at the time. Mm -hmm. You had, you know, <laughs> Bart Simpson and telling everyone to eat his shorts. Like, it all made sense. But the yeah thing, I could see younger teenage boys repeating it to like annoy their parents. But aside from that, I don't think it has legs. 
And even as it's a very 90s-esque catchphrase, you know, you always hear that people are before their time. L.A. Knight is after his time. Like, yes. He's an old soul who I think would have been great in the he's Attitude Era. Soul. But it doesn't necessarily – it does seem like a fish out of water. But because he's the only one doing it, it does stand out. And I think he does a good job. He's a good talker. I would like to see him take more risks with his character because he can talk and he can work and he's a good hand. But a lot of it is very Attitude Era-esque. Yes. Uh, John Jordan, $5 saying, let's play SAT analogies. <laughs> Twitter fingers, three feet booker of the year. John Jordan, AVN male performer. Of the <laughs> A boy can dream. <sighs> did, they, did they give that? Was there an artist of the millennium award for the AVNs? Was it really? <laughs> no, no. Was it? Was there? I don't know. And could you imagine what that table centerpiece would have looked like that somebody would have picked up and accidentally thought it was an award? <laughs> I have gone back and watched that speech from the 2000 VMAs probably 25 times. Which speech are we talking about? Michael Arson Jackson. Oh, Michael yes. Jackson, Arson Millennium, the award that he wasn't really getting that he misheard yes. what Brittany said. <laughs> but the part I always think about is David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you. <laughs> that's the part that i always think of from that speech such a michael such an innocent line from michael jackson your magic is still real i mean if someone Not deserves artist what's that kissing kissing elvis's daughter that's what i remember from the VMAs. if someone deserved artist of the millennium i mean who who would have been a better person oh yeah you know just just putting it out for mtv MTV. Ignore, well not for mtv because they wouldn't even let michael jackson on their tv for a while until he got too oh. hot to deny that's true. I mean, they, they had that they had that problem across the board, it seemed oh, yeah. like, with any artist of, of color. Yeah. There was that David Bowie-like interview where he was taking them to task. Yeah, like, that was awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, Randy Hawkins, LA Knight needs a Stone Cold-like angle, like out-promo Adam Pierce. How hard would it be to out-promo Adam Pierce? Pierce can talk. He's a pretty good... I don't think they let him do as much. He's kind of a bumbling character, but he's got some bars. Adam Pierce is interesting because... He's the most GM GM we've had on a long time in WWE. Who's not really a character. Yeah. Yeah. They won't even give him that fake authority. They will stop shy of calling him the GM. They say he's an official or they say he's in charge for the night. I still feel bad about the confusion of that tweet about Santos and Andrade. And I just want to point out if anyone wants to give me shit or you shit, I want to point out no one in the chat corrected that. I'm scrolling yeah, back up. Everybody thought that. And we got, our, we got our Latino performers mixed everybody. up. And that's our bad. That's all of us fucked up. <laughs> we are all in that together. And you know what? To make an excuse, it was a smaller screen here. The butt's not like it was full screen. So it was a screen within a screen. It's It's a faux pas. But again, I saw somebody confused on Twitter. I repeated the confusion. People confuse me with Denzel all the time. So it's. Uh... Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, um, man, I get the weirdest shit, you know? And it's like, oh, it's that other Jewish, white, nerdy dude that covers wrestling who's overweight. Like, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I get confused with weird people sometimes, or, or I get the actors where it's just like somebody's like, Oh, you look like so and so. And at best, I hope for like Eldon Henson. And like the worst is always, Yeah, it's like, remember when Frank Black left the Pixies and got real fat? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, it, it can go, it can go sideways pretty quickly. Um, Kelvin R. Alexander, I love Kofi dearly, but LA Knight should have went over in that match. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, like, 
Why? Why would you do this? They, and they spent a lot of time because I'm watching this like, okay, they're heating him up because he got a long promo. And then he got to cut a promo with the New Day in addition to his single promo. Yes. And then he had the match and it's like, okay, he's on his way. And then they beat him. And he held his own with the New Day in that promo. He definitely did. I thought he was fine. I thought he was good tonight. I've been liking LA Knight even when he was feuding with Bray Wyatt. I thought he made that work. <laughs> the chat room, everyone's like, I didn't want to say anything, but I noticed. Or I was a mistake <laughs> at that time. Like, you all sure. went along with this. You all, we are all guilty. You're all complicit in this. Okay. If we get canceled, <laughs> you're getting canceled with us. It's my Hank Kingsley moment. <laughs> um, it finally <laughs> happened. Uh, so yeah, Kobe used to beat LA Knight. Uh, okay. Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley faced off yeah uh oh my god this segment i love i i just want two hours of this segment charlotte came out to the ring and dominic mysterio came out and talked about everything they had in common with their fathers not being there uh just all of it this was amazing the things uh dominic i love whenever he references his time in prison how is his prison it's like dude you were allegedly storyline you were in county for a night uh but this was great and charlotte then was talking about andrade and about saying i have a man who calls me mommy at home and the way she even took the pause and said in his accent and then looked him up and down that his accent is thicker um i love it this was so good Dominic also said that Rhea Ripley squeezed him so hard that it almost broke his back. So I think he's implying that Rhea Ripley almost blew his back out, which is, I mean, Rhea Ripley's blown out backs out here in these streets. Let's go, Rhea Ripley. I also like the chauvinistic t- turn that he took where he was saying, like, yes, he you need to smile more. And women are the softer sex. Like, they're trying to get all this heat on. And it's working. It's working really well. It was amazing that he, when he did the, you're pretty girl, you should smile more. <laughs> My wife was like, did she just fucking say that? I'm like, he's a heel. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it, man. He's a bad guy. He does bad guy things. He's a convict. Yes. Um, yeah, I get it, man. You know? And he didn't have a positive male role model. You know? Show, <laughs> bring him up. Showing him how to how to how to you know treat someone treat a woman with respect. Uh, Randy Hawkins ten dollars saying I call the fat Mormon <laughs> that likes wrestling. So don't worry, Glenn. Don't listen to that, Randy. You're the great Mormon. <laughs> um, Dominic was in three segments tonight, and he went three for three. You usually don't see that. He went three for three tonight. Yeah, he. This was so good. And then when Rhea came out, here's the problem. I think Dominic upstage Rhea tonight. Oh, for sure. I mean, she didn't really do, they were hiding Rhea. They're trying because yeah. WWE is now, and they're always been good about this, but I think they're really good now in terms of playing this Jedi mind trick with the fans to get them to boo and cheer certain people. So they knew that if Rhea's out there with Charlotte, they could be chanting for mommy. They did chant. When Rhea was out there for that brief time, you could hear mommy chants starting to develop. So they're hiding Rhea to get heat on her before she goes face to face with Charlotte. So these have to be on separate nights, Dominic and Ray Dominic against his father and Ray and Charlotte because I can't imagine Ray and Charlotte Ray Ripley without Dominic. Yeah, I mean he's in it now. He is in this. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how they're going to do that again. If they have some type of way to tie these stories together and they want to have it on the same night, I could see that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I do see them being on different nights. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
great segment. If you don't watch anything else tonight from SmackDown, watch watch that. It segment. really was good. I very much enjoyed it. Dominic is so entertaining. Like he is a bad guy, and it's not like obviously us because we're very avid viewers of the product. So we see it in a different light. So we're going to cheer heels and like when somebody's performing, but he does a good job of getting heat. These people hate him. They hated him in Canada where they were chanting F you Dominic. He might've gotten more heat than Roman Reigns, honestly. And they hated him tonight and I loved it. Yeah. Um, it was very, very good. And Santos Escobar is getting in on this. I mm. hope he gets the rub. See, this is good. He's Ray. at the right place, right time. Well, the guy can work his ass off. I okay, okay, wait a second. So to go back to the confusion earlier, here's the problem. Santos Escobar is with Ray Mysterio and trying to get in on this. And then Charlotte out there in the promo is referencing Andrade. Exactly. He's not even with the promotion. And to your point about even this confusion tonight, like this actually doesn't help. This, I actually think this doesn't That's help. That's where the confusion came from for me, not to have an out or anything, but we're no, talking no, no. about... Well, the they both worked with Selena Vega, like, but they yeah. both worked with Selena. I mean, just, just, just saying. It's very similar. WWE might have, WWE might think that he's on dry. They might I not think, have been able to... I think, <laughs> and, and it's not a uh, country of origin thing. It's just a masked luchador thing. Right. I mean, let's not forget, they changed out one, you know, what was it, Sin Cara? There were two Sin Caras. Yes, yes, there were. Uh, the other one was, I can't remember his name right now. I'm sure you'll remember in the chat, but not the original, but the second one who got in a fight with Jericho that one time. Yes. Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander, $5 saying Dom is a heat magnet. He is. He is. He's a heat, mag he's a heat magnet and, uh, you know, in or out of prison. <laughs> oh, my God. And WWE, he can never go back. Like, you can't do that because in the storyline, the only reason this works is because Dominic was in prison for or was in jail for one night. And we should actually yeah. probably find out that they, they let him that he freaked out being in the cell. He claimed he was claustrophobic. So they just let him sit handcuffed to a bench. Yeah, he got to sit in the holding tank watching The Matrix. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so it's so good. Um and I love, it's not just Issa. I love that everybody is kayfabe interviewing him now about doing hard time. It's amazing. I, if if they offer him up, I'm sure he'll be here when they come to Inglewood. And I, I'd love to have some in-character questions for Dom. I, I need him to uh, to have somebody threaten to call the police. And I need him to actually say, like, you know, I did my time. I ain't going back. <laughs> I want to ask Dom if he has protection on these streets. Dom, you're in Inglewood and, you know, there are gang members. Uh, what kind of protection did you bring with you to town tonight? Well, the unfortunate match that had to follow this amazing segment with Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, and Dominic Mysterio was Shayna Baszler versus Natalia. With Shayna Baszler getting the win. Shayna and Ronda were having fun. Unbelievable. Ronda Rousey is a star, but how little of a star she comes off as these days in terms of she was cornering Shayna. Her music played. People didn't really pop that hard. And I'm not saying this is a Ronda problem. I think WWE has kind of fumbled the bag in promoting Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. It's like she's there, Jade Cargill, where it's like you've got this huge star. You're in this red-hot WrestleMania season. I know they're capable of telling a good story with Ronda, but they're really not doing anything with her right now. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Like, I get why she wants to work with Shayna. I get that they're friends. I get that they've worked together for years. But I think that... um just different, you know, 
I mean, you think about like, go back on this podcast when Ronda debuted in WWE, and it's like this is one of the biggest stars in all of combat sports and all of sports. And now, by default, she's one of the biggest stars in WWE. In fact, she's bigger, a bigger star than almost anyone in WWE. And I think that at first it won her a lot of respect that she was willing to, you know, be just one of the locker room, one of the team. But it's kind of crazy now when you look at it, because I don't think they booked her. I don't think they've ever booked her stellar in a stellar way as a singles wrestler, even as a champ. I think her best feud is still that first one with Stephanie McMahon when she teamed with Kurt Angle against Steph and Triple H. Yeah, that was great. I think her feud and match with Charlotte was pretty good. And she had moments. Her and Nikki was good at uh, Evolution. The thing with Ronda, I don't have a problem with her teaming with Shayna. I don't think that in and of itself is a step down. I was actually very excited at the prospect of her and Shayna getting together. But I thought it was going to be they're going to be world beaters as the tag team champions. And then by WrestleMania, they're going to split off and have a match. But they're just throwing this thing together. Yeah. Um, You know what they didn't throw together tonight? was this firefly funhouse segment oh they this, definitely threw that together that's <laughs> no i mean they put time this is the most adult swim densely yeah. layered edited thing i mean I, they probably worked on this for like the better part of, of a week if not longer this montage this can you keep a secret uh just all the way that they had these different segments this was fucking weird and it didn't make much sense but at the same time like this this was crazy and i love the wwe said we have national television on fox and we're going to take two or three minutes of that and just show you some bizarre shit very much so it was like the video version of some bray wyatt promos where it was speaking in riddles you don't really understand what's going on i really hope they do pay this off somehow and there is a secret that lines up I hope we're able to go back and watch this and connect the dots. But a lot of times with these Bray Wyatt random promos, it's just a bunch of madness for the sake of madness. I don't know if there's thought behind this. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to make a joke here. Please do. (laughs) He's saying, uh, hey, Tegan Knox is back out. It's just Emma that didn't show up tonight. And it's because as part of Emma's probation, she can't associate with known criminals like Dominic. (laughs) so worth it i love it i know it was a mistake emma i know it was a mistake with the self-checkout we all we've all been there emma stay strong there's a couple of cons out there it's just so like i think this is part of being a wrestling fan of just like you like i feel bad for wrestlers because you can have just something that happens or a gimmick and it could be good or bad but it could stay with you like you will never shake that you will never ever shake certain things in the minds of fans because that's what they latch on to that's what they remember and it's like you could have the best gimmick later but it's like oh no, you were still that person yeah you know? some people just especially wrestling fans they have all these great memories which helps for nostalgia but it doesn't help when you've done something pretty questionable it wasn't it was a misunderstanding but it was a big funny. i'm not saying she but she was questionable i'm just saying that the fans <laughs> Dom- don't forget and dominic dominic's gonna have to learn how to live like that now because this is on his permanent record yeah man i don't think he's ever going to get a job um, he shouldn't have to do a job because of his prison record so uh jimmy paul and Solo backstage roman reigns gonna be on smackdown next week he said jimmy doesn't deal with jay tonight the reigns will next week uh carrying cross versus Rey mysterio this entrance was like like an arena rock band playing 
Like it was like if Kiss played a show for the hearing impaired that couldn't <laughs> really appreciate what they were doing. This audience looked so dead and just over it for Cross's entrance tonight. But I mean, they they did an amazing like Cross's entrance looked like a big pay per view entrance. The audience was just like, I don't give a shit about this dude. Yeah, it was a production and. That's really the calling card for Karrion Cross is this entrance and all that. It's just the problem is he's not over yet. Yeah. Um, good match, though. Very good. I'm glad that he won. They, I, this should have been the finish for the first match that they had. Well, but, okay, Karrion can't beat Ray. Ray's got to get some wins going into this match with Dominic. We have to build Ray Mysterio back up. And their confrontation um, that they had tonight with Dominic out there, like, yeah, you're right. When Ray hits Dominic, uh, it's going to be huge. I think Dominic causing the distraction is good, but I think we got to build Ray back up for this. I don't necessarily think that the wins and losses are going to matter with this feud because the heat is this petulant child constantly interfering in his dad's life. His dad's trying to take the higher road, but he's slowly starting to now ruin Ray's life, you know? And so if he keeps losing as part of the storyline, especially if the plan is for Ray to win, which I really don't think he should, but if the plan's for Ray to win, then yeah, I think it's a fine story, especially to get heat on Dom, that Dominic keeps coming in there and screwing with Ray Mysterio. Ray went to SmackDown to get away from Dominic and he comes over there. So yeah. I don't have a problem with this because they're still telling a story. Uh, Randy Hawkins. <laughs> Someone tell Emma Walmart, forgive sir. I, th- I mean, look, she, it is what it is. Um, and why do I remember that it was an iPad case? Not even an iPad. Yeah, that's iPad a good memory. Case. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we've seen there's a lot of problems with self checkout. There are. There's a target here locally that the self checkout is very glitchy and it tends to embarrass people. Yeah. Wait, how does it embarrass people? Because then they walk out and there's this big wait, 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 and they yeah, have to get yeah. checked out like they're a criminal. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, although one time uh, we had a friend and somebody took a sensor tag and just like stuck it in our friend's backpack. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you in jail with Emma. Yeah. Anyhow, um, the main event today was Jimmy Uso calling Jay Uso to the ring. And uh, Sami Zayn showed up. Just, just Sammy, if you're going to wear the hoodie, just comb your hair, man. Like, he looked crazed when he took that hoodie down. But the crowd popped. Yeah, hoodie Sammy Zane. He's a vibe. Yeah, I get it. I am a hoodie per. You know what's funny? I keep, I have like three show outfits here that I wear, just pullovers I put on that aren't covered in cat hair. But it's like, I'm, I'm in a hoodie all the time when I'm not on this yeah. podcast with like crazy hair. Well, like, I get it, Hoodie Glenn should make like, a debut you know, on this podcast. I get it. Uh... I've worn like I've worn like a new hoodie before the cats get to it and stuff, but you know, got to look clean, present. Uh, but no, I think uh, Sammy showing up got a big pop. He was talking to Jimmy, talking about how like, hey man, we were, we were like brothers. Um, Jay coming out, Sammy getting distracted, Jimmy attacking Sammy, uh, Solo coming out, Sammy going through the audience. Like this was just a little messy. Yeah, I like the segment. I like the back and forth. And I also like the fact that Jimmy is now getting the spotlight because the bloodline has been great. Everybody's doing a great job in the roles. But I do feel like all the people have gotten over and clearly defined their characters. Jimmy is just maybe a step behind 
And so now we get to see Jimmy's mindset. He's not just this goon for Roman Reigns. He's, and he made a lot of good points. I was actually kind of on Jimmy's side here. It's like, man, that's my family. Like, what do you expect me to do? So I thought Jimmy was great here in terms of establishing himself as an individual entity. Yeah, it was. Um, do you think it's Jimmy and Jay versus KO and Sammy? Or do you think it's Jimmy and Solo versus KO and Sammy and Jay is the X factor? I think it has to be Jimmy and Jay. But it's kind of interesting to say that because they're kind of booking Jay used to like Sting, where the yeah. NWO store, because there's a lot of comparisons of the NWO to the bloodline. And Jay Uso is like the Sting, where he's in the middle. You don't know whose side he's on. He's not saying anything. He's in the rafters. They're doing a yeah. lot of Sting with this. So I think that's interesting that you say that. It sounds like a weird question, but who knows? Maybe it will be Solo and Jimmy, but I definitely. I'd be shocked if that happened. I definitely expect it to be the Usos. But Jay will be conflicted. They're doing Captain America Civil War. Randy Hawkins, $5, saying that's why I use Walmart Plus and do it all online. Go Cody. Oh, go Cody. Yeah. Let's go Cody. Let's go Cody. Cody's uh, winning that strap. Oh, East is going to be so sad. But we are going to enjoy some delicious Applebee's. Might I recommend the shrimp? It's all just microwaved. Yeah, don't sleep on that shrimp. Or, microwave or boil shrimp and Applebee's. We keep seeing those commercials for the uh, new KFC chicken wraps with the spicy slaw. So we made vegan versions of that last night with like Gardein chicken tenders and we made some coleslaw. Like so, so good. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, really on a chicken sandwich, like coleslaw, coleslaw on a sandwich is next level. It is. Have you ever had coleslaw on a hot dog? I know you're vegan, but there's yeah, this no, place no, called I slaw dogs. It's delicious. Uh, Ikea's vegan hot dogs have like a slaw and a bunch of uh, like pickled onions. Uh, I think I posted a recipe for pickled onions once, pickled red onion on my Twitter. Like make a jar of pickled red onions. They last forever, but you just add that to something. Like it's amazing. Like Sounds sweet, good. hot pickled onions. So good. Oh, but the Firefly Funhouse segment, yeah, it's setting up Bray versus Bobby Lashley. It, yeah, that's going to be a interesting one i don't i hope they don't make bobby lashley run and hide from bray i hope the hurt business comes to be his backup for all these wyatt characters but it's just i like bray and i like bobby but this sounds like a round peg in a square hole and bray wyatt hasn't been lighting it up against other baby faces so i'm worried that it might hurt bobby i know i think um honestly bobby should just walk out cold cock the fiend or uncle howdy or bray knock him out with one punch and be like i don't have time for this shit <laughs> and just leave i'm going back to brock yeah i mean like because this is not brock brock would get brock would do what cena did and get in the sandbox and play i don't think that's bobby's character <laughs> i just had that visual of like a happy brock lesnar like playing in a sandbox brock would be could you imagine brock would be hosting the firefly funhouse one week yeah as he should yeah, but Bobby, that's not Bobby's character. The Firefly Fun Farm. <laughs> what do you think about Almost versus Brock? I mean, like, what uh, what uh, an opportunity random. for Almost? I thought that was, they were just doing that to set up Omos and Lashley, but I don't know. It sounds like WWE's playing a little chicken and they're not really going to do that, but I would be very surprised if they did Omos versus Lesnar. I mean, they haven't really heated up Omos very much until now and I I think the visual of Brock Lesnar giving Omos an F5 would be really cool to look at but you can do that on Raw you don't have to do that at Wrestlemania I mean I get the attraction because of Omos's size but Omos hasn't wrestled that many matches right he had 
these maybe don't want like not not even 10 that were televised and wasn't one of them on raw underground yeah i mean a, a couple of them were and they were heating him up a little bit last year but then they just had lashley randomly beat him and if they would have had him undefeated or go on a win streak heading into brock lesnar i'd have no problem with it my problem is it's come out of nowhere yeah Randy Hawkins, $5 saying no one likes almost versus Brock. I mean, the spectacle of it makes sense, mm-hmm. but nothing else about it does. In the building, I think the crowd is going to be into it. Uh, even if they don't build this up, the, seeing Brock Lesnar against a guy that size, it's been a while since I've seen anybody dwarf Brock Lesnar. That's what the way it, Omos yeah. will. So I think that's going to, it's going to be the modern day Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez, which was not a yeah. great match, but I'm going back and watching a lot of these WrestleManias and reviewing them on YouTube shorts at Pro Wrestling Bits. But that WrestleMania 9 match between Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez, better than you think. And obviously it's all Undertaker, but it was a spectacle to watch and it was better than I thought. I mean, almost can toss Brock around. That's the yeah. appeal of this. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so SmackDown, Dominic Charlotte stole the show rampage. We opened with the main event. It was a good main event. The young bucks and Kenny Omega versus the Aussie open. What did you think of this match? A good technical professional wrestling match. I don't know much or care about the Aussie open, but young bucks, people were losing their shit for them online to the point where I want to know more because I were not, was not aware they had such like passionate fans. Yeah, anybody who shared sweat with Will Ospreay gets that reaction. So it's the Will Ospreay connection. Uh, and they're a good tag team. They had a great match with FTR, I believe. I, I think that was for the IWGP ta- uh, tag team titles. Uh, they just, you know, coming into AEW, they're not regular characters. So it seemed very random. Uh, good match, though. And it makes me want to know more about them, which I think is yeah. what the power of a good match with a competitor I'm not as familiar with hell of a tag team. I just want to know, you know, you got to tell us stories and build these characters, but they're a hell of a tag team. Uh, Randy Hawkins saying almost versus Brock is a Vince booking. It does seem like a Vince booking that might've come from the suggestion box. That might've been something where we got a piece. We got to give something to Vince. Could you imagine if triple H had a suggestion box and Vince is writing and slipping stuff in there covertly? I would rather have a Vince McMahon voicemail where it's like, Vince, you call this number, like the voicemails he'd be leaving. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Silver's uncle saying Brock would beat Bray up with his own Ouija board. <laughs> and uh, Tina Miller saying Brock would have so much fun as puppets would be the farm animals. Yeah. Oh my god. And Bray could be singing Old McDonald had a farm. Like, oh, he could do so much. I love it. Like that, that, that would be huge and just crazy entertaining. But no, I thought uh, this with the Aussie Open and Bucks were good, but the Aussie Open lost to the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Um, double super kick and a BTE trigger for the win. And then the lights went out and came back on for the first time and nothing happened. And then did it again, and it was uh, the House of Black. So it's setting up this this match with uh, the elite. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad they're doing something with House of Black in terms of the trio's titles, and I think that's going to be a very good feud. The elite has kind of gone cold in recent weeks in terms of they won those titles. They had that great match in Inglewood where they won the trio's titles, and since then they it feels like AEW hasn't really planned anything for them. Like they don't know what to do with them. But a feud with the House of Black I think should be pretty fun. No, I agree. Um, so the best friends were backstage being interviewed by Lexi Nair and they were being asked about the casino tag team battle Royal next week, but before they could answer big bill came out, leveled them and the guns appeared and attacked them with a pipe. It's big Bay. That's Lexi Nair's fiance. Mm. Uh, 
So they were checked by medical personnel as Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy offered moral support and uh, then asked who did this. And they were told it was Big Bill, Liam Moriarty and the guns. So, yeah, a lot of build for that. Let's talk about Tony Storm of Soraya versus Willow Nightingale tonight. Willow Nightingale, America's sweetheart. I think uh, one of the most beloved wrestlers in AEW. And she got beat tonight by Tony Storm. Yeah, Willow Nightingale is somebody I have earmarked. I mean, in my 2023 AEW predictions, I predicted she'd be the one to beat Jade Cargill. And I still really? think that is where they should go eventually, but they're going to need to heat her up. And she's another one who's just waiting to get over. I mean, she is over already. People love her, to your point. But AEW doesn't seem to be very consistent in booking her. And I don't think... I mean, you could have had anybody in this spot where you're going to lose to Tony Storm like this, and it definitely shouldn't have been Willow Nightingale. yeah. Um, it was a good match, though. Yeah, it was very good. Willow Nightingale's talented. Not only is she a good worker, but she's got a lot of that likability that you can't teach, especially yeah. as a baby. It's hard to make somebody into a baby face. You, it's hard. You kind of have to. You're seeing that with Action Andretti, where they're trying, but you. It kind of is a work in progress. With Willow Nightingale, day one, it's like I love her. I, I love her. Yeah, I love that woman. Absolutely. Before that I ever saw be her wrestle, before I ever saw a wrestler, uh, usually you're saying you can't teach that. Um, <laughs> no, but before I ever saw a wrestle, like she just got that it factor, like a, a thousand times over. Um, so I don't like her losing. And this spray painting the L thing is a very, like it that was a mid gimmick 25 years ago. Yeah, it's very low rent. And obviously yeah. people are going to think about the NWO or even DX in terms of them spray painting. And it's one thing to do homage and pay homage to somebody it's another thing to come off as a cheaper version and that's what it comes off and i just don't think i like the idea of we're gonna have ww women against aew sure they just really rushed to telling that story i didn't i felt like you know i talked to saraya about all this and she had a lot of great insight in terms of wwe AEW dynamics and stuff and i could see her wanting to kind of ease into this but i felt like one day she was a baby face and the next day she's a heel and she doesn't like all these people and they didn't really build to that point and you know what it is you can reinvent an old gimmick i mean look at tyler breeze with the selfie stick doing the gorgeous george mirror gimmick right and making it modern like do something yeah you know have an actual letter l yeah seriously <laughs> yeah. Dude, i love that idea there's other things they could do that would be better than uh, this is what the nwo did a while ago and having people think about that because nwo is one of the greatest storylines of all time so yeah 99 of things you do are going to be worse so i like your idea of that there's ways you could be a mean girl you can have confetti or crazy spray not even spray no spray they can have something yeah that has just an do something just to make it a little different I don't have the I don't have a problem with the idea of them like humiliating someone after they defeat them. I think that's actually a good way to assert dominance in the ring. But yeah, reinvent it a little bit. Green spray yeah. paint. And by the way, not the most legible gr of graffiti artists. You know? Exactly. You can't tell what that L is. And I've been in the building live when they were doing that, and everybody was confused. We had no when they were doing that. I think it was the first time they had spray painted the L. They're like, wait, what the hell? What are they? Why are they spraying her? What do they spray her with? They thought it was mace or something. <laughs> It's like, it's like somebody like, like trashes or, or like writes some shit on like your car, or your house. And you're out there like, what does that say? Like, <laughs> I, I know they're calling me something bad, but I'm not, I can't really make it out. Yeah. You know, they can use lipstick. Lipstick would be, you know, you 
rub lipstick on somebody's face somebody do that somebody did something like that before but yeah there's i just reinvent it make it your own um randy hawkins five dollar super chat saying after the wednesday dynamite announcement let down i cannot watch rampage sigh i mean if they did that reality show in kayfabe and had advanced storylines that would be amazing um i don't think but then again you know we liked uh breaking ground on wwe so maybe investing us more in these performers will be good 100 that's this is exactly like it wasn't this landmark announcement nor did i expect it to be but all access is exactly what aew needs they need a reality show that can appeal to a different audience a more female skewing audience and then you need to tell these people's story because total divas is the blueprint that got a lot of women into wrestling and the bella twins don't get enough credit for drawing a lot of women to wrestling through total divas a lot of women i talk to about wrestling they don't know anything about wrestling in terms of people i've talked to anecdotally of course but they will say oh yeah total divas a lot of people know that show dylan matthews saying i still think AEW not calling big bill big willie was a missed opportunity yeah he could slap people too as his finisher Tina Miller, $5 super chat. Thank you, Tina, saying I'm glad they realized Eddie K is on the roster. He's probably not winning that match, though. It's sad. Think where he was last year. It hurts my heart. I don't know what with Eddie Kingston. I'm amazed they have not graduated him to a more prominent spot in the company, given that there's probably more of a genuine connection between Eddie Kingston and the fans than half of what we see pushed on AEW programming. You know, if WWE or if AEW wants to keep ripping off all these WWE storylines, they need to rip off the ones that work. Eddie Kingston can be their Sami Zayn. Like that lovable, you know, underdog who doesn't have the traditional wrestling look, who chases a world title. There is money in Eddie Kingston chasing. And it it has to be like a dominant, even like an MJF who's taking shots at Eddie Kingston. There's money in him chasing that title and potentially winning it and becoming Mm -hmm. like an underdog chase. I agree. Damn, John Silver's uncle saying Willow Nightingale is what NXT wants Roxanne Perez to be. Wow, that's a shot. Holy shit. I'll uh, take Willow Nightingale over Roxanne any day of the week. Yeah. Um, Randy Hawkins, $5, saying, is this Soraya Tony Storm thing a cheap version of NWO spray painting Al's as Tony Khan's childish booking? It's it's not the con, it's not the idea, it's the execution. They could be doing a much better execution. Exactly. That's very well said um yeah i'm just even thinking off the top of my head like we talked about the letter l they could have um yeah there's a couple different ways they could do this um so we had a video package lexi near billy gunn and the acclaim from wednesday asking the acclaim to how they feel about jeff jarrett and jay lethal being added to the fatal four-way tag team match at revolution they explain they claimed express confidence while ragging on jarrett lethal satinam singh Sanjay Dutt, and then uh, they were attacked out of nowhere. Yes, and that's a couple of times this happened on this show. And you uh, mentioning them switching it up just really quickly about the L. I believe Sesame Street is in the Warner Brothers Discovery Universe. They do air it on HBO Max. So you can have a Sesame Street segment where this is brought to you by the letter L. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, <laughs> like, we go. you know, I've talked about this before. The biggest missed opportunity for a massively um, over gimmick was those two weeks that the Miz was handing out Miz participation, participation awards that just said you tried and had a blue ribbon on them. Like, like that. I don't know. I would love to know the story why that was abandoned. That was really good. I forgot about that, but yeah, that was really, it was really funny actually. Yeah. It was really funny. So, um, and he would give them out to everyone that he beat or, and then everyone that else that lost, it was, it was good. So I don't know. I think they got to do, 
something um wow wow mia leave dollar 99 talk about a shot fired it's safe to say that dom is finally surpassing hook i agree dom is i gotta think about this more but off the top of my head i would say he's a top five heel in the business right now and it's not recency bias i had a piece ready to go about how he's the best heel of 2023 we're gonna hold back on that but i think he's been incredible this is the downside of hook not talking it is and it isn't because Hook, you got to be consistent in booking him. His thing is he's going to go in there and kick people's ass. It's very Goldberg-esque. Yeah. So if he's not on TV for a while or if they're not doing much with him, he's going to immediately lose his momentum uh, because he's not going to necessarily get it back by cutting that great promo. But Hook still gets pretty good reactions, and I think they have something in him. Well, speaking of uh, Goldberg, uh, Lance Archer tonight with Jake Roberts versus Bryce Saturn. We haven't seen Lance and Jake for a minute, and uh, – Lance had a new look tonight, and he just uh, murdered Bryce Saturn in the ring. Yeah, and I don't know if AEW was doing this on purpose, but Jake the Snake Roberts is going to be featured on A&E WWE Legends Biography this weekend. I have an interview with Diamond Dallas Page on Pro Wrestling Bits right now. He had some great comments about Cody and Sammy and Jake <laughs> Roberts, who's going to be on this episode. So AEW promoting WWE programming on their TV, it seems. Isn't it crazy how uh, when Cody went to WWE, like if you hire Cody, you get custody of DDP? <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is what it's like it's like ddp comes with a package deal yeah Custody. and i could see that you know i think because they don't have dustin i could see them using dallas in that type of role um ah, i see you know from a storytelling perspective it makes sense yeah i could see um like brandy getting involved because she was mentioned this past week but yeah ddp in terms of because he has a legit history with cody uh, he's known Cody since Cody was a child. It's like family, like li- literally, you know, very close with Dusty Rhodes. So I could see them doing something with DDP. It'd get a lot of heat. Yeah. We had a video from Dustin and Keith Lee tonight. And uh, they're going to take on Swerve Strickland and Parker Bordeaux, who accepted the challenge. Do they get DDP to dress up like Goldust? <laughs> and they try to pass him off as Goldust. Let's just not do the Star Trek uniform <laughs> entrance again with Pharaoh. Oh, no, no. Pharaoh, I don't think they want Pharaoh out there because last time Pharaoh got kind of freaked out. Yeah, I think there were some there were some valid critiques of uh, that. Okay, Randy Hawkins, $20. Wow, Randy saying people did not like Double J winning on Dynamite. I just heard a podcast comparing Jeff Jarrett's AEW run to Cody's WWE run, and I'm rooting for Cody more. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> well, that would be a compliment, and I personally think Jeff Jarrett's been really good. I didn't ask for Jeff Jarrett in AEW and I was very kind of soured on the fact that they were going to be pushing him in 2023 in AEW where there's so much young talent to get over. And I'm still pretty conflicted about it. But having said that, Jeff Jarrett has been a phenomenal heel because he's in there to get booed. He's not like a cool heel and people do have legit heat for him, but I think he plays that line well. And him and Jay Lethal play off each other very well. Yeah. Sanjay Dutt has also been very hilarious in that role. I really like what they're doing with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and Sanjay. But what about Paul Walter Hauser's Golden Globe? Yeah, have they dropped that storyline? I mean, they were talking about so. it every week for a while, but now we don't hear about it. I love Paul Walter Hauser, but that storyline is just fucking weird. Um, this should build to Jeff Jarrett winning the Oscar. Sammy Guevara with Daniel Garcia versus Action and Dreddy, a match that kicked so much ass tonight, and that move near the end... Um, I don't even know how to describe it, but athletic as hell. I mean, there were just some great spots in this 
Love this match. Sammy getting the win. Jericho coming down to uh, congratulate him after. But I thought Andretti looked great as well. Yeah. Um, he, he, he's good, man. Like, I, I can see what Jericho saw in him and why he wanted him to have that upset and whatnot. And I get that they're going to beat him here and there. I don't think they should be beating him a lot. I was actually surprised that he lost tonight. But he looked good in there. This is a really good match with Sammy Govera. Obviously, is really good. But I like this. Yeah, it was really good. Um, hot. I mean, just really hot match to end the show. And I know we complain a lot about how Rampage ends with a lot of these cluster F matches uh, with the brawls and the beatdowns after. And it just feels kind of inconsequential. But I think this, this is the best uh, Rampage true main event ending in quite some time. Yeah, it was. I mean, again, the match isn't going to be very hot. I don't think people are clamoring to see this. We'll see if they could hold off Power Slap because that's the new war. Power Slap versus AEW Rampage. We'll see if Rampage can outdo Power Slap, but this wasn't a very star-studded show at all. Yeah, but this was this was a hot match. Loved how it ended. Yeah, and the hot crowd. This crowd was great on Dynamite, and they're really good tonight too. Yeah. Obviously, it was in the same night, but this is a great crowd. So there you have it tonight. Rampage, SmackDown, a good showing, but yeah, I'm going to watch that Dominic Charlotte promo again. Me too, man. That was really, I was, I was legitimately laughing uh, at some of these lines that Dominic was saying in terms of, you know, <laughs> you need to smile more because it came out of left field. He hasn't been like a chauvinist. Yeah. It was now like he really weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean like, yeah, it completely caught me off guard, but it was very good. So follow Alfred. This is nasty. I'm Macklin Rubenstein uh, back here Tuesday. Back here Monday, the the Raw crew, and then we're back Tuesday to talk about NXT. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.